when I was living in Vermont, I would put on my freaking insulated overalls that were covered in cow poop. And um, I would like to walk at night because, you know, the streets were so snowy and no one was out. And it was just like so crazy to be in the middle of a city and it's just silent. This is Measured Voices, featuring songwriters sharing their craft. I'm Walt Huntsman. In this edition, Boise songwriter Fiona Luray talks about her love of musicals, her use of religious images, walking the streets at night in Vermont, changes in Boise's music scene, and where things stand with her new CD. Fiona shares some of her music, including a song from the upcoming album. Next, on Measured Voices. Let's start with, uh, I guess, the basics, your, your background in music and how you got uh, started with songwriting. Well, my background in music is my mom was a music teacher while I was growing up. And so some of my earliest memories are her taking me to class and like being on set of West Side Story, which is still one of my favorite musicals to this day. So, you know, I had the baby's Mozart and everything and I was only allowed to watch musicals till I was 12. So I remember several of my birthday parties were, you know, I was like, okay, guys, you want to watch Sound of Music or Fiddler on the Roof? I think all my friends thought that was very uncool. But <laughs> but, but my true, my first true love was musicals. And if I was ever to switch genres, I'd probably go the musical route. So did you do a lot of musicals when you were in school then? Oh, yeah. I I loved that stuff. So I remember I was Moses in like this musical Moses and the Freedom Fanatics. And then uh, Daniel and Daniel in the Lion's Den. It's probably, you know, the highlight of my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you, you've been, uh, well, let me, let me continue on that vein. Uh, what kinds of music did you grow up listening to besides musicals? Well, my parents, my mom listened to a lot of classical music and like classical flute music and my dad listened to jazz and I thought jazz was pretty cool for a little bit. I, my first instrument was the saxophone. Um, yeah, mine too. Really? <laughs> yeah. I thought I, I mean, I thought I looked so cool with that thing, but, um, yeah, so I, I did that and then uh, I was like really into choir and stuff, but really like all I listened to in my youth was really like musicals, musicals and jazz. And it kind of didn't shift until I was older. So in listening to your songs, I don't know if you would agree, but and listening to a few of them, at least there, I can, I can get a little bit of that jazz sensibility in some of the rhythms. I, I think, uh, is that correct to say, or would, would, I, that's an interesting observation. It's certainly not conscious, and I certainly don't really listen to jazz anymore. But, you know, I'm sure it's back there in my mind somewhere. I was pretty into Stanley Turrentine for a while. He was my hero when I was, like, in fifth grade. Oh, so Great sax player. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let's, talk, let's uh, get into the songwriting aspect. When uh, You've been performing since 2010, if I read correctly on your on your website when did when did you start writing I think I started writing when I was about 19 I'd it's after my first year of college and I went on this month-long backpacking trip and at the end we did a three-day solo and I was sitting there on this rock in City of Rocks and the only thing I could think was like I really want a guitar 
And so when we got back from the trip, I bought myself a baby tailor, taught myself how to play it, and just kind of naturally started writing songs. Not good songs, not good songs, but started writing songs. I can certainly relate to that. I'm, I'm still, at times, not sure if I'm writing good songs. So, <laughs> uh, Now, on your website, it, your songs are described as, and I'm quoting here, both an exploration of the struggles, joys, and sorrows of your own life and a reinterpretation of cultural stories. Any particular kinds of cultural stories that filter in more uh, often than others? Yeah, you know, I'm not... I was playing this show the other night and I was thinking, gosh, if I was somebody in the audience, I would think this girl is super religious. And I'm I'm not. I kind of had like a, you know, faith crisis because I really thought that Santa Claus was Jesus for a long time. And <laughs> when I found out that Santa Claus was not real, boy, that uh, shook my faith a little bit. But um, I still find that those stories the Bible stories have some, you know, like meaning or I don't know, they make me feel something. And I I majored in religious studies in college. And so I just, I don't know, sometimes I find that those stories are a good way to kind of express, you know, I'll put them in conjunction with something that I'm going through or something that I'm thinking about. And uh, another song that's on my new album is, uh, the Odyssey, that was something that my dad read to my sister and I when we were young. He'd read it to us at night. And so I thought, I'm going to try and make that into a song. Okay. Well, that sounds like a uh, a great segue into perhaps uh, hearing a song, if uh, you want to do one for us. Uh, yeah, sure. And and if you'd, you'd tell us a little bit about the song and how it came about. All right. So this song, I wrote when I was living in Vermont for a while. And, um, you know, I, I grew up in Maine, so I always thought, I'm a, you know, I'm a tough cookie. I'm good at winter. And boy, like that winter, I was such a baby. I was like wearing insulated overalls. I did not leave my sleeping bag. I was eating a lot of butter, you know, more butter than people should eat. <laughs> um, and I remember this day, I was like sitting in my room, of course, in my insulated overalls in my sleeping bag. And I was looking out the window and I saw these birds. And at the time, it sounds really silly now, but I just found it so moving. You know, I'd forgotten that they hadn't been there, that there, you know, there hadn't been any birds, any life. And I think I'd been kind of feeling that way all winter too, just like, like the life inside of me was a little bit gone and I didn't really know what I was doing with my life and my time. And so that's what this song was inspired by. I heard that birds had ceased to fly. I saw them halted in the sky. Oh, I Did they find no place to go? They lost it buried in the snow Oh, no one knows And 
if you turn your head to me I hope that is not what you see Though I am too Getting shorter too I still want to make you proud Hear you say the words out loud And they have heard their mothers cry Of all creation born to die Then made them lose their will Now gives them strength to come on still And fly away Cause change and freedom come as one Proof is what you have become And I stand enough But I know I am getting older Do the days seem to be getting shorter too? I see them soaring high Oh, I That seems a good segue into the next question. Uh, let's talk about your songwriting process or, or method, how you go about writing. Do you have a particular place that you like to write in or um, a particular uh, way that you go about it, you know, you get a guitar riff or you get a, a line in your head, any of that kind of stuff? I always start with the guitar. That's, I always start with, uh, like, I have to find a chord progression that I like and then I'll find a, you know, a tune to go over that and then the words will come. And maybe I'll, you know, have something in my head or something that I want to sing about, but I really have a hard time going the other way around. Yeah. The song that you just did, Birds, uh, well, it sounds like it was sort of, at least the initial seed was that just that vision of seeing the birds outside your window. Do you often find yourself uh, inspired by just, uh, I don't know if random is the right word, but by random things that you see or, or pieces that, uh, you hear? Yeah, it's, you know, it's always interesting what you find that moves you. And I feel like 
there's almost always something that I have on my heart, you know, that writing to me started as kind of a release. Mm-hmm. And so there's always something I feel like that I have to say, but I don't, my style is not to just say, you know, point blank, whatever I'm feeling. So I like to disguise it in some other thing. So, you know, the birds, I found them moving, but it was relating to something that I was really, you know, feeling inside myself about me. Okay. I, I, I can relate to the, uh, the release part. I mean, that's why I started writing. It was sort of, you know, I didn't keep a journal, so that was sort of it when, you know, girl I had a crush on said no or <laughs> I got in trouble with the folks or whatever it just all turned into some bad song somewhere uh, but like a pack racket I haven't been able to uh, get rid of them any of them uh, now you've done some traveling over time you mentioned uh, uh, some time in Maine and Vermont uh, and a year and a half in New Zealand uh, talk about th- that experience and how, if it did, how it um, colored or, or flavored your your writing? I always take my guitar with me wherever I go. You know, I took it when I studied abroad. Because you never know when you're going to need to write something. And I think just being in different places, having different experiences, always gives you something to write about. Now, I didn't really write that much in New Zealand just because I feel like, you know, we were we did a lot of woofing and living in other people's houses. And I kind of feel like I need to be alone and have some reflective time in order to write. But I did feel like when I got home back to Boise that I was like, there's a lot to think about and a lot to say and a lot that I was like feeling about that transition. You mentioned reflective time. Does songwriting then in some way uh, part of a a meditative kind of process for you then? It sounds like like you you spend a lot of time sort of thinking through and filtering through and sort of turning inside and focusing on things that are going on before pen or pencil hits the paper. Yeah, and sometimes I don't until I just like start singing something and then it and that helps me think through. I'm like, oh, that was something that was on my mind that I wasn't like very consciously aware of. But yeah, I don't think that I really learned how to express my feelings or talk about my feelings and I certainly didn't write about them or anything. So I think when the time came that I it was like, oh, I, this is some, th- some way that I can get this off my chest. One of the first songs I wrote, it's on my first album, it's called Omani. And at the time I wrote that, my mom had been diagnosed with brain tumors and sh- they were like, she's got two months to live. And um, she was doing this chemo and it was working and she was like, yeah, go study abroad, you know, I'll be fine. And like a couple of weeks into when I'm studying abroad, she's in a coma I'm like not hearing from her and so I didn't that wasn't really something I felt like I could talk to other people about or you know I I didn't even like acknowledging it and like writing it down but 
I feel like that song helped me. That was a way to process it and to kind of share with other people how I was feeling about it without having to actually talk about it. It's a little bit wussy, I guess. So so do you find sometimes then that your songs uh, for you, once you get them into at least rough shape, then they become kind of cathartic? Absolutely. Yeah. You're working on a new album, and I think I saw somewhere a mention of urban farming. Is that correct? Yeah, that's, yes. Um, that's been a, the other half of my life for a couple of years. Like I did a program at University of Vermont, sustainable agriculture, and then was doing a lot of working on farms before I came to Boise and then for a while in Boise. And my partner and I started our own urban farm and um, we're kind of transitioning into scaling back and uh, kind of sold it off to a friend. And I'm hoping to spend more time moving in another direction. It's one of those things where you're like, oh, you know, I love eating and I love farming. And then when I started doing it, I wasn't eating the stuff we were growing and I was all selling it. And it wasn't as joyful as it is just to do it for myself. Did it, uh, did that experience influence your music at all? Did the, do you, do you find crossover uh, in, in some regard? I think it, you know, it helped me with my music when I was working for other people where I was like, okay, you know, you're doing some kind of monotonous task for a long period of time and maybe doesn't require as much of your brain as it does your body and so that was like you know times when I would like start to hear stuff in my head and you know be able to go home and write and then I would say when I was doing it for myself there was definitely a lot of thoughts that were going through my head not music related (laughs) um so I think I felt like it was kind of taking away from other other areas of my life where I'd come home be like mentally tired physically tired and not write music it's hard to create when uh, the brain and and the body aren't uh, operating on at least most cylinders. Mm-hmm. Well, can we uh, can we hear another song? Absolutely. So this is a song I wrote um, recently. It's going to be on the new album, and it was I wrote it after the the big eclipse in August. So it's sort of about that, and then you know it's also of course about some things I was feeling at the time. the fall yes I remember the tumbling walls the flying embers a drop from grace has left me tender now in my place some new pretender Where goes the whole light? I've lost my way. No guts, no hope. I too much to say. The sun's gone black, though it is midday. Birds make calls, the crickets sing 
In silent dark I feel like screaming Something's been lost and now I see it Where goes the light? I've lost my way No guts, no fight Too much to say Where goes the light? I've lost my way Guts all fight, but nothing to say, nothing to say, nothing to say. I've been asleep with my eyes open. The stars uncrossed, the spell is broken A noonday night, have I awoken? Life's passed me by, have I awoken? Where goes the light? Where goes the light? So that, that uh, at least to my untrained ear, because uh, I've heard of, I've listened to a few of your songs, but that one seems in some ways a little more reflective than some of, some of your earlier songs, at least in, in terms, not so much maybe the lyrics, but sort of the tone and, and the musical tone of it. Uh, your last album, uh, Lionheart, was in 2012, and the new one's uh, coming out sometime this year. Yes, God willing. <laughs> so, how would you say? How would you say that your your songwriting has changed since that last album? Has it has it become more reflective? Do you think? Or I think so. You know, and I think it's reflected the changes that I've gone through in my life. Like, I think when I was starting to write songs, it was all about like the relationships that I was, you know, exploring at nineteen and. Um, you know, that last album came when I was graduating from college and I think I was realizing, oh my God, like, you know, I feel like my whole life has just been working towards college and now college is over and like, now what, you know, <laughs> I, you know, that standing on a mountain song, I really felt like, oh my God, I'm standing on the edge and I don't know what's next. And so after that, I think it's, it's, my songs have been different. I, you know, I, I still feel like it's kind of like, what am I, what am I doing with my life? What is this life about? And I keep thinking, okay, I'm going to make the album. This is the year the album's done. And then it feels like there's more to say, or there's a new song. I'm like, I, this is going in a new direction. And I really want this new album to be different and really good. And I just keep pushing it back and pushing it back. And more songs keep coming but this time i think it's for real i've been in the studio so 
hopefully soon it will be done. So where in that process is it now? Are, are, are all the tracks basically recorded now or? Yes, all the vocals and guitar are down, but I'm being particular. Like, you know, my last album, I was like, got in and out of there in three days. I was like, boom, boom, boom. You know, I've got this budget and this time I am on a budget, but I really have an idea of what I want. I guess the songs mean more to me and I know more what I want now. And I really have an idea that's strong in my head about what I want it to sound like. And it's not, it's not there. Like I'm listening to these tracks and it's like, I don't feel anything. I want to listen to it and really feel something. And I want, you know, other people to listen to it and, and feel something. So there's something about it that just feels flat to me. And that's been something that I've like taken a break from the studio and I have to think about like, what can I do to put the emotion back into this so that it's something that I'm really, really proud of. I w- I'm wondering how much, for you has or does social media play a part in what you do not not so much the songwriting obviously but the rest of it the the touring and getting the word out how important is social media for you you know i feel like people tell you time and again like this is 2018 that's what you got to do that's what marketing is it's online now and Sometimes that makes me wish I was like born in the 70s or something. Don't really wish that because, you know, I think times are better now. But I just really have a hard time with online stuff. Like, you know, I still use a flip phone and I don't have my own like personal Facebook page or anything. I'm like terrible at emailing. You know, I'm like an old person in a younger person's body. So my partner is really kind of like, like she made my website. She's forces me to post stuff on my Facebook like way less than I probably should. And I know I have an Instagram, which is interesting. But um, yeah, I just don't like, I don't, I think you have to like use those things a lot more than I do. And I, it's my goal to be better about that. But I just, I don't like it. You know, I like it that friends that I have that are all over the world can kind of keep up. But it feels really, it feels really, impersonal and like I don't know like you kind of just have to toot your own horn all the time and it's like I just want to you know play music and have people listen I understand as an introvert I uh I certainly it took me a little while to get comfortable tooting my own horn (laughs) as nobody else was tooting it so (laughs) exactly Uh, but I, I haven't gotten comfortable with Instagram yet when you're not performing and you're not writing who who do you listen to or what kind of music do you listen to? I listen to singer-songwriter music too. Like I I mean I like to think the kind of music I listen to is is the kind of music I aspire to play. So when I first started writing, I was really obsessed with Brandy Carlisle um and Missy Higgins, and I still really like both of them. I'm not quite as obsessive as I used to be. But I think their, you know, their music speaks to me. Um, I've gotten more into Aeneas Mitchell 
And that's been kind of interesting as I feel like my life has calmed down and been a little more settled. And I'm not as like, oh my God, I need to write songs about how dramatic my life is. Like that, I think she's a really interesting person who creates songs about stories as well. And she's got a very unique voice. Um, but she wrote, she wrote this amazing song about Cain and Abel and, um, she has a musical about called Hades Town. I don't know if you've heard of it. No, I'm not familiar with that one. Um, so yeah, she's a very interesting, inspiring person that I really like listening to nowadays. So are the, do you, would you count all three of those as, as writing influences or were there other influences when you first started writing? I would say Missy Higgins and Brandon Kyle were my main influences. Like, I'm kind of the kind of person where I get into something and I'm like so into it. And so that was me. You know, I'd be like, anytime I was listening to something, it's Brandy Carla or Missy Higgins, like all day, every day. It kind of takes other people being like, hey, Fiona, you know, like you should listen to this for me to break out of my little world where I'm just doing the things that I'm obsessed with and listening to the things that I'm obsessed with for years on end. How about uh, we, uh, we hear one more? Okay, Dokes. Wanting to do this one, but I don't know if I can... I don't know if I can hit the notes this morning. So I wrote this. This is probably one of the first songs I wrote when I got back from New Zealand. And I was remembering um, when I was living in Vermont, I would put on my freaking insulated overalls that were covered in cow poop. And um, I would like to walk at night because, you know, the streets were so snowy and no one was out. And it was just like, so crazy to be in the middle of a city and it's just silent you know like 10 p.m sometimes i would be out later than that I'd be out like midnight just walking around burlington like a freaking crazy person um so i was remembering that that's how i started the song was kind of these memories of that time in my life and then you know wondering of course as i always am what am i doing right now you know, like, is there a purpose to my life? Am I being like a useful human being that's an addition to this world? Or am I just a bump on a log? Watching snow fall under the street lights. I am missing someone I ain't never met. I am missing somewhere I ain't never been. Across the bay, 
That's why your knees were made for prayer No sleep, no sleep No sleep tonight No sleep, no sleep No sleep tonight question I, I I've been asking everybody I talked to you started out in 2010 went away for a while you've come back how has how do you think the Boise music scene has changed in that time has it gotten better for singer songwriters or harder do you think you know I'm I'm very surprised at how many people there are in Boise who are writing music you know, singer songwriter style music. Like, I don't remember there being the ISA before I left. And um, it's just crazy when you go to those things, how many people there are. And then there's the sisters in songwriting. Like, there's a, and, and those groups are making more quality opportunities for singer songwriters to play in like an active listening environment. Cause I think that's what's different about singer songwriter music versus like, you know, a band. It's like, you can't play in the same kind of venues because I feel like 
my music, I want people to be actively listening. And when I go hear music, I want to be like actively listening. And like, I, I want to hear music where people are like sharing a part of themselves. And that's not like a, ooh, you know, like beer and dancing sort of thing. So I think it's so great that there's these groups. And, you know, like one of my favorite shows I ever played was the Sisters in Songwriting at Cinder Winery. It was like, you know, there's like 200 people and they're all sitting there and really actively listening and being so supportive and it was awesome so i think it's getting better i really do okay well, that's good to hear as as uh, someone who <laughs> envisions themselves as a singer songwriter um okay i've got a couple what i hope are are fun questions that we'll we'll wrap up with if you found yourself stranded on a desert island what five things would you want to have with you Oh my goodness. Is this like there's already food and water, so I don't need to worry about that sort of thing? Uh probably. Okay, probably. Well. Um I didn't think it through that much far. I feel like I would definitely want a boogie board. I mean, you're on a desert island, so I'm hoping there's good waves. That would be you know I wouldn't mind spending the rest of my life boogie boarding. That'd be pretty great. I'd probably stick with my ukulele because, you know, that's the right kind of vibe. I wouldn't want my nice fancy guitar like to be on a sandy island for the rest of eternity. Um, what else would I have? I would like a friend, someone to talk to. I would probably go crazy talking to myself, singing to myself with that ukulele. I'd be dead in like a couple of weeks. <laughs> um, sunscreen would be good. Um, probably a jackknife. This is all very practical. That is, that is very practical. You got to open those coconuts, man. Well, that's true. I love that's my coconut true. water. I think that's four. Really? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Maybe, I, would it be crazy to have my mountain bike? Who knows? There could be like really, you know, great mountain biking on this island. If it's a big island. Yeah. Could be. Could be. Okay. Well, this one maybe won't be quite so difficult. I, I hope. Anyway. Um. Now, you've done a lot of traveling, and you've done quite a bit of music. What would you like to do that you haven't yet done? You know, I, f I don't know. I feel like I've I have had a lot of interests and, you know, pursued a lot of different things. And I think I've kind of, in the last couple of years, been like a little more ready to have a settled, stabler life. And on the other hand, I feel like I haven't fully tried to give music a go yet. You know, it's always been like something I do wherever I am. Like, okay, you know, like I'll play a couple of shows or, you know, whatever. And I think I would really might regret it if I don't ever give it a really good college try. My thanks to Fiona Loray. Check out more of her music on SoundCloud or visit her website. You'll find those links and more in the show notes at measured-voices.blogspot.com. Next time, a conversation with Idaho songwriting legend Steve Eaton. Send your questions and comments to measuredvoices at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Walt Huntsman, and this is Measured Voices. Measured Voices.